listening to a brand new episode of the Lunchbox Chats. We are your hosts. I'm Laura. And I'm Esty. And we welcome you to a brand new week. Uh, are we still in quarantine? I was just about to say, can we say that we're officially out of quarantine or no? Um, I don't know. So we're in phase 1.5 <laughs> of quarantine, I guess you can say. Or we're almost at phase 2 in New York. So I don't think we can say we're officially out because we haven't passed all of our phases. No, but our mayor lifted the stay at home one. But does that count still? I'm not sure. I don't know how this works. Honestly, I have no idea what what's going on <laughs> anymore. <laughs> and I mean, like I said before, I feel like I'm just in the twilight zone and I'm just like, okay, whatever quarantine not quarantine covid not covid don't know how is the city feeling is it better aura is it the same energy or is like a new rebirth so it's definitely not a new rebirth yet um i will say this week was definitely better than last week um so we did have phase one it's already started and new yorkers are coming back um but there's still a lot of New Yorkers who are not back. And I actually know a handful of people that are not coming back to the city at all. Like they left the state completely. Like they got up, they moved, they're like, peace out, no more New York. But today I was walking through the West Village and people were out, they were drinking. There were restaurants that had like the alfresco dining. So it's definitely coming back to life. Not like before, of course. But definitely way better energy this week. I love this whole drinking on the streets thing. Isn't it so cute? And I love it now because they have these like cute little French bistro tables outside. I mean, on some streets, it's a little annoying because you basically have to walk in the middle of the street. So I don't know how safe that's going to be. But it's so cute. It's very European, I feel. Right. Well, we um, we have not we're not there yet. We actually start. Oh, we actually start today on Monday when we release this episode. <laughs> Never mind. And um, but I think what it is is like when we're doing the takeout of the alcohol. That I think is huge for us because you never could do that. Right. So I, I, so you can drink on the street there, or like, can you buy a pitcher of margaritas and bring it home? Yeah. So you could buy it. So like, one of my really favorite local restaurants, literally down the street for me. Um, so at first they, during, or during all this, we couldn't do like to go beverages, alcoholic beverages, I should say. And up about uh, two weeks ago, I must say they, uh, he said that we could start doing that. So it's perfect. Now I can have my sangria, my, um, fruit punch or spike fruit punch, all like the drinks that they serve there. I could actually get them to go just like in a regular, you know, little pint glass thing. And, and I take it home with me. But um, today is when they lifted the that we could eat outside of restaurants and stuff. And I just I I'm I don't know. I, obviously, it's different scenery. Everyone is thinking it's something to do and just to go out again and like engage and be social. You know. So I really, really, it's a, it's a start, and I really think it's good for everyone to get out there and be social. <laughs> and uh, just like I said, change of scenery, change of environment. And obviously, you guys, go out and try to support your local businesses because they're the ones that are suffering the most. Yes, for sure. Go buy local everything. And I think in New York, um, restaurants, you can't they can't technically serve you outside. But what people are doing and what restaurants are offering, like those offering those little bistro tables are for your pickup so basically you order online or through grubhub or whatever app you have Uh, you pick it up at the restaurant and then you have an option of sitting outside and eating it out of the containers but restaurants aren't serving us yet and in new york they actually i think they stopped to go drinks at least at like big chain restaurants i don't know about those you know little cutesy restaurants but it's actually it's illegal apparently no but i thought you guys had open and like the restaurants or little mom and pop shops and the bars like you were able to get a drink and walk on the street and drink 
no we we were yeah like a few weeks ago like people were drinking in the street everybody was serving outside that's what i'm saying so what happened i don't know so this week we we go to this like local restaurant and we're like oh are you guys serving drinks and he's like no like we're not serving it anymore and i'm like why and he said well because it was illegal (laughs) i said oh okay so now I'm thinking, are these restaurants doing it legally? Is this like a, you know, are you good? I don't know. I don't know. Was it just for like a few weeks when quarantine started? Or I don't know what goes on. Because if you think about it, you were never able, like you said, to have anything to go. Yep. And then quarantine happens. And now you're able to have to go. And now we're getting out of quarantine and now the law's going back like i don't think laws happen that quick no that's what i'm saying that's weird i don't I, yeah i mean we're there's still... some shady shit going on oh, but 100%. i like it yeah oh no absolutely i mean for us it's still happening um i literally just purchased a beverage on my way home from work the other day <laughs> so uh it's still happening and it's okay um i'm okay with it i you know listen i think that um I should say our for Jersey, they did that to so try to, you know, encourage people to purchase from local businesses or bars and keep them in business and whatnot. So I think, you know, all for it, obviously drink responsibly, don't drink and drive. But, um, you know, I, I just think anything at this point to assist in these businesses, um, I'm all for it. I stand behind it. Why not? Yeah. And I'm excited for life to just, you know, get back to, I mean, it'll never get back to what it was, obviously, which I think is a good thing because I feel like it was becoming a little too much. But just to have some sort of summer vibes and, you know, just connecting with friends, grabbing a drink, like sharing a salad, you know, just to get that sort of going. I think it's it's really nice. And today, for the first time in the city, I heard like, what? Why are you laughing? I'm so sorry, because as much as you and I like have gone out to eat, whenever have we shared a salad? <laughs> Well, this is what people do. People share salads. <laughs> not yeah, and we're not those people. Sorry, I think that was so funny because I can't. We've never done it. That's why I'm like, no, that we're, we don't fall into that category. I'm sorry, God. I know. Me and Essie get our own meals because <laughs> we're just fat pigs, and I think we finish our plates every single time. Have we ever had leftovers? No, absolutely not. Yeah, no. yeah, we never have leftovers. No. But anyway, sorry. I mean. <laughs> I think I think it's just gonna it's just nice to have that life brought back in yeah uh, yeah for sure and (laughs) obviously um the last two podcasts that you know we've been talking about some heavy shit um we've been kind of morbid um and this week we're trying to trying to we're like steer away back to somewhat of normalcy but obviously shit is still going on um it's you know still pretty evident it's what's what's happening um and to be honest you know this week i will say i didn't feel as um i I don't know what else like heavy if that's like the word i'm trying to use um Mm -hmm. and i think more and more people are able to communicate how they're feeling and less well i i and, and i'm not speaking for the world but i'm speaking for my group of friends, my, my group, you know, what I talk about in my family and my coworkers stuff, I feel as though less opinions are being made because I think every, the, in my group, I should say, it's more of an open mind and there's just free conversation and really just being able to say what's on their mind because everyone, you know, is entitled to how they feel. And there's a lot of different things going on and a lot of changes being made. Um, but I really think that, you know, once the world starts opening up again, I, 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 I'm wondering, no, I should say, I think that we're going to have to change the way we live, which therefore I think will eventually change the way we operate. And in, with that takes time. And with that is you have to learn. And I think if we're educated properly on how we should react instead of assume and, you know, go at people in a negative way, then maybe that's, that's, that's something that we could all work on and it could go somewhere. Yeah, I agree. And I have to say, I've been processing a lot. Um, 
I'm still processing. I feel like I've actually a lot has shown up for me. Mm -hmm. And maybe once I figure out what is showing up for me, we can do a podcast about it because I'd love to like speak on it. A lot of um, emotions that I never expected to have are popping up for me. And I have to say this week, I, I turn to my meditation practice a lot. And it just opened up for me that, hey, like, I, I need to also start changing. And what it did for me this week, I felt like I was kinder. And I know that sounds like weird, because you know me, I'm like, I'm a nice person, obviously, but I can be very antisocial. And if I'm walking on the street, I don't need to have eye contact with anybody. Like, I'm just, I'm a New Yorker. Like, I'm just in my own road, get out of my way. I need to get to, like, where I need to go most Mm -hmm. of the time, unless I'm very, you know, present about it and intentional. But I do have to say, with all this stuff going on, I've made it a point. It kind of just happened naturally where... I looked around and I like said hello to more people because I realized there's a lot of shit going on in the world and it doesn't matter what side you're on like we're all feeling something and I just wanted to make it a point to like you know make eye contact with strangers or like say a hello or you know make sure I hold that door or you know, say something nice to somebody I don't know. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely showing up for me a lot. And I think we should really take that mindset into this new life that, or we should consider it, you know, taking this mindset into this new life we're building. Cause it's really like, it's a brand new world. Yeah. And you know what, when you said that you're saying hello a lot. So I'm like a dumbass and when I'm wearing my mask and I'm walking by somebody, I'm a dumbass and I smile. But <laughs> no one could see my smile. So it's just like, and I catch myself every fucking time I'm doing it. And I'm like, Essie, really? Is that really necessary? So I, so when I smile and by the time I want to say, oh, like I catch myself smiling under my mask and I want to say hi, the person already have walked past me. Oh my God. So I'm going to confess on the podcast and I'm probably going to get shit for it, but I have not been so diligent with my mask. Neither has a lot of New Yorkers and I've been wearing my mask under my chin, but I have been practicing safe social distance. Lord, no bueno. I mean, at this point I like forget. Sometimes I have to, I like forget my mask and I have to like go back inside and grab it and Oh, I hate the mask. But going back to what you said, they can see through your eyes when you smile. What? Like you, your smiles. You smile through your eyes. That's why we have those crow's feet. Did you say smiles? Yeah, you never heard of that? No. I think it's from America's Next Top Model, like back in the day. It's like <laughs> you smile with your eyes. It's a smize. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. So it's, you know, you don't have to use your actual mouth, but your eyes can, you because you can tell if a person's pissed at you or they love you through their eye contact. Well, that's what I'm saying. So now we have like this little width of, you know, around our face right now, which is simply our eyes. So I feel as though, like, this is a whole form of communication. So now we're looking at each other. Now, now we're really making eye contact. For those, for those of you who hated doing eye contact, I feel sorry for you guys because now that's all you got. You can't smile. You like, And when you're laughing, really, you don't have to open your mouth so, like, so big anymore. <laughs> you're not going to see my teeth. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Another thing, and you know what it is. I, I had this conversation. <laughs> I had this conversation with my friends this week is that, now I feel as though gum is going to go to shit. Not true. I've actually been chewing gum this entire week. But I will say if you're wearing a mask and you're chewing gum, do not, I repeat, do not chew mint gum because somehow the fumes or whatever the fuck <laughs> from your mouth, the it fumes. gets into your eyes and your eyes can feel the mint. And then you just start tearing. So Stop. I swear to God, I, I bought Trident green, that green mint gum. Cause I'm like, Oh, this is good. And stupid me, I started chewing. I had my mask on and all of a sudden my eyes started tearing because the evaporation, the fumes, I don't know. I'm not a fucking scientist, but like they felt that shit. And so now I just buy strawberry orbit gum. <laughs> just saying I did the experiment for all of you. So you don't have to suffer. 
<laughs> that's so funny i just i don't know i just feel as though like now there's no there's no facial expression so anybody who has a resting bitch face we can't see it anymore you know it's just this is just like our new normality and um you know i'm here for it we're just going going with the process we're going with along with it or i should say i'm going along with it because it's all we can do i didn't know about the smize thing so maybe i should work on that yeah look in the mirror practice your smize this week yeah, I mean, I don't know. But anywho, um, how was your week? Did anything go down? My week was good. I mean, you know how I go into my rabbit hole obsession? So my obsession this week was flamenco. What? Flamenco, the dance. Ole! Uh, flamenco? I'm no, I'm lost. Oh my god, you never heard of flamenco, the dance? Spanish dance? Well, they like they're me. it's like an angry dance they like move their legs and they look like they're tap dancing but then the top of them they the women look so beautiful and they have like fans or like little like chachkas in their hands and they belt they have the bells the flamenco dancers i don't i'm lost but anyway go ahead. Uh, anyway so i'm obsessed with this one singer Diego El Sagala, and I found him because the deli owner was serenading me one day. I think I told you guys about it. He was serenading me. I fell in love with the singer. So I went into this deep rabbit hole of like where he's from, and I found out that he's a flamenco gypsy singer. So, of course, I just went down that rabbit hole and I did a whole history search. And basically, now I want to go to Spain. I want to go to Spain too. Yeah, we can go. So, in Granada, they have these special caves where you go and they're like secret caves and you need like special passwords to get in. And they have like these private like dances. It's like a lounge in a cave and they do these like cool flamenco dances and it's pretty cool. I'm going to send you a link and you should read up on it or at least watch a dance so you know what the hell I'm talking about. I thought you were going to ask me to do the dance. I'm like, Laura. Oh, my God, we should do flamenco dancing classes together. Or at least Where? like a YouTube video. I No. Yes. Happening. No. It's not happening. Happening. Anyway. No. What else did you do? Anything else? I mean, that was... <laughs> guys, it's pretty sad, but that was like the <laughs> highlight of my week. Is that sad? Other than having margaritas. And I mean, I don't know. I... It's so weird. I'm I'm realizing this about myself. I have something that I become obsessed with every week. And literally, I just go down this deep rabbit hole until I no longer can stand it anymore and move on. Oh. So this week was flamenco. How about you? Um, Let's see. What did I? Oh, I got my eyebrows did. I did my oh, microblading uh... session. Yes. Um, I got. So that was interesting doing this. Um. So here we are wearing masks. Um, obviously, uh, she's wearing her gloves. She's doing my eyebrows. And Lord knows these bad boys needed it. Um, so I got those did. Those, and they looked, like, amazing. Um, what else? I did some more online shopping because you can just never do enough in quarantine. Yeah. Wait, so tell uh, me about your eyebrows. Did you, have, did you have to wear a mask the whole entire time? Yeah, it was really, and I said that to her. So I love her. She's been doing it for the past two, be three years. And um, I was telling her, I was like, so how's this working? You know, we're both wearing masks. I know you're wearing gloves. Like I'm, I felt super comfortable, you know, she was cleaning everything, you know, and, and she was like, I, I, I asked her, I was like, do I need to take this off in order for you to do like, you know, how everything needs to be lined up correctly and get everything symmetrical and she's like, no, I'm just going to go based off your, your you know, the what you have. And I'm just going to, you know, fluff it up. I'm like, are you sure? Because, yeah. you know, I if you I want it to be good because, you know, the shit's on me. They're, you, know, <laughs> you know, this is like a tattoo. So and she's just like, no, no, don't worry about it. And I trust her. And it came out amazing. Um, I will say my left one was such a little bitch. And um, it took so much longer for her to do it especially the shading um for some it wasn't taking to my skin oh my god but bigger question were you sweating underneath your mask no so you know when you're talking about the fumes and i was and i'm like wait i shouldn't really be making fun of her so because what it just brought me back to so she you i don't want to so yes it was rubbing alcohol that she <sighs> used so she cleans so she cleans obviously my face whatever this and the other and she had used rubbing alcohol to really disinfect anything, whatever, before she started the the microblading. And all of a sudden, 
I it was like I was literally sniffing the bottle of rubbing alcohol and I but obviously you know the mask I have the mask on and she's above my mask and she's on my eyebrows and I like freak out she's like oh, she's like oh my god are you okay I'm like why do does it smell so enhanced like what is happening she's like oh and she's like I guess because it's like going inside the mask I'm like yeah no stop like I'm gonna get like the worst headache and it was like I was getting high off of rubbing alcohol it was terrible yeah because the mask holds the smell right it was all I literally I was like I, I was like if you does, are you okay like are you comfortable if I like take it off for 2.5 seconds like the left side and just breathe out she's like you know absolutely she's like she, she's, and then she told me, she's like, well, unfortunately, I, this is what I have to use in order for everything to be sanitized. And I'm like, oh, God. So that sucked. But but I I mean, I'm pretty sure it was high at the end of the session, but it's fine. I mean, it just made the experience more pleasurable. Oh, yeah. If you, yeah, sure. Why not? But um, that worked. Um, what else did I do? Oh, have you gone to the doctors yet? Like, or any doctor's appointments at, uh, after anything? Like, after no. Quarantine or still okay. So. I for- I totally forgot to talk about this. Well, because of everything going on, I forgot to talk about. So, talking about how we're changing and how our new normal. So, I had went, to, I think it was last week. It had to have been last week. I went to the eye doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I had, I was supposed to go during quarantine. And obviously, with everything going on, we had to postpone it. So, I, was, I had to get this done. So, I went and there's this whole protocol and pretty intense, I must say. However, I felt very, very safe and very secure. So, when you get to the parking lot of the facility, you call mm-hmm. to tell them that you're outside and they have to make or and they make sure that no one else is in or uh, no, I'm sorry, no other patients are in there while you're in there. Mm-hmm. So, I had to wait like a couple of extra minutes, no big deal. Um, she then calls me back and says okay come to the side of the building i'm gonna take your temperature and based on your temperature you either go home or you're coming inside so i didn't have a temperature i went inside um you know she walked me right to the the machine and whatnot i did my tests and what have you the doctor saw me um at first you know social distancing at first and then she walked me through how she's gonna have to come closer put do the machine this that and the other Oh, she was wearing the gloves. She was wearing the mask. I was wearing the mask. Very, very safe. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I actually enjoyed it more. Right? Don't you feel so? I haven't been to a doctor's office, but I work with a doctor, and I feel like even though obviously beforehand you you already take these precautionary measures, now it's just OCD. Like it's so insane. But I also feel I feel working from the worker standpoint I feel safer too because it's like you're not constantly coming into contact with patients or like you're not cross-touching things and I feel like we're creating a like germ-free environment which I'm all for yeah I I was thoroughly impressed on how much I enjoyed it and I liked it a lot better um so my next step, and this is where I'm getting freaked out, and I keep going inside my head if I should cancel or not, but the dentist, mm. and I don't know how I feel about that. Is it an emergency? No, it's not. It's just, my, it's a routine. Uh, again, during quarantine, I was supposed to go. Uh, I was a routine uh, cleaning, but I, you know, I, I don't know. You Actually, I don't know if you know this about me. I'm super anal when it comes to my teeth. Yeah, I know. Um, so I already feel like skivats already that I haven't even got, you haven't gotten my cleaning. So I don't, I, I'm literally going back and forth if I should do it or not, but I just feel as though this is how it's going to be, you know, this is it. So I got to embrace it somehow. Yeah. I would wait maybe till August to go to the dentist. I don't know why, but I'm just feeling August. And can we say, so we need to look back at our pre-quarantine predictions of when quarantine would be over. And I think I had it pretty spot on. You did? Yes. I said it's going to be over like the end of March, early June during Gemini season. I don't know, girl. I, I, it's still happening. We're still in quarantine. I'm not still, but things are still not open. We're still not back to quote unquote normal. I mean, we're still, I think. We're still in phase one. I don't know about you, but we're still in phase one. Yeah, we're in phase one. But, I mean, we started opening. Like, technically, like, we're coming out of quarantine. So, I just want to say maybe I'm a little psychic, and I think you should go to the doctor in August because that's what my intuition is telling me. Yeah, but, girl, there's four phases. We, we, we're, we got three more phases to go through. That is if we go through them 
accurately, correctly. You know what I mean? And he doesn't, like, shut us down again. Oh, that's true. So maybe go next week. (laughs) (laughs) Go get those teeth cleaned. And and then I go in my head because this is how fucking neurotic I am. But, you know, say I'm hoping not. But what if, you know, he shuts us down again? And this shit doesn't open. I'm, again, being neurotic until next year. Insurance doesn't cover that shit. Oh, my God. I don't even want to think about that. That's going right? to be insane. Hopefully, no, we'll I all know. be good. Yeah, I, I, I hope not either. But I just, I, I just want to go back and forth. And again, they're in my mouth. So what am I, I can't wear them. I mean, I obviously have to wear my mask inside the office. But once I'm in the chair, I got to take it off. He's got to go in my mouth. Yeah, but dentists have face shields. They have, like, a mask under their face shield. And it's, like, right. a level three. So they, I think um, they're the ones who are really protected. So yeah. if any, if I want to go to any doctor, if, I think it would be a dentist. Yeah, and then they said uh, same same type of protocol as the eye doctor to call when I'm in, outside in the parking lot. They're gonna take my temperature before I get into the office, pending you know temperature or not, and move forward. I I also feel that it's gonna be super quick. Like I don't think they're gonna be like, oh, you're due for X-ray. They're just gonna clean and bounce. So like, you know what I mean? I don't think it's gonna be anything in depth exactly wait so they take your temperature in the parking lot no uh, when you go to the door that's so interesting i have to say i love the new infrared thermometers and do you realize that i mean i don't know about you actually what is your baseline temperature uh i range from a 96.3 to a 97.7 accurately i i one like, because I have to do that when I go to work every time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I get, like, the same temperature usually before my shift. And when I leave, it's uh, I go up a one, whatever, a one. Or, well, I don't know what that is. Uh, I go up one, I should say. It's a 97. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it is what it is. Why was yours? Yeah, mine's, like, a 97.3, 97.7. So, at the beginning of quarantine, because we had a thermometer, too, my temperature was ranging then. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, I'm below body temperature. Because you know how it's usually 98.6 degrees? Mm-hmm. And yesterday, somebody told me that um, our body temperatures are actually lower because humanity, because we're through evolution <laughs> no through evolution we've become bigger like bigger in, in body mass so it's actually caused our internal temperature to drop so 98.6 degrees isn't necessarily the normal baseline oh i don't know girl i'm always cold so I, who the hell knows i know anyway so much is happening in celebrity world so many breakups, um, so much drama. Where do we even start? I don't know. I'm really heartbroken about the first thing we're going to talk about. I don't even know if I can announce it. Can you? Because it just breaks my soul. It really breaks my soul. I know. When I saw this, I was like, Essie's definitely like crying in her little corner. Kelly Clarkson <laughs> and her hubby are getting divorced. I... I, I can't. I don't. Yeah, it hurts, you guys. It really hurts. I feel I did not see this coming. I had no idea. Um, I can't even imagine how she must be feeling. Um, it just sucks. It really does. I know. And I okay. I know this is gonna sound fucked up, but I don't know. I just never like Kelly Clarkson's just such like a nice girl, and I never would think. Like, she would be the type of girl to, like, get divorced. I feel like she's just that woman who will be like, let's fight through it and let's work through it. And it it made me so sad because I'm like, Kelly, no. Like, if you can't work through it, like, we don't have hope. Right. No one could. Yeah, exactly. No one can. Yeah, it's really, it sucks. You know, the only thing I will say that I was... I'm not saying it's a red flag. I'm, I, I don't, I, I don't know. This is, I talked about this with my friends the other night. So call me uh, dumb. I'm not sure. Maybe the, I'm just in my head, but I did notice towards the middle of her season of her talk show. And obviously now it's not on because of quarantine. Um, she stopped talking about him mm. she, in the beginning of the show. She, um, or I'm sorry, in the beginning of the season, she spoke a lot about her children and her husband and, and then I noticed it was more about the kids than anything. And she just, he, she didn't talk about it. I didn't notice. 
or I'm sorry, I didn't make the correlation until the news hit that they're divorcing. And then, then I was like, okay, maybe that was, they were going through it then. And here's the thing. I'm going to blame it on quarantine. I really am. I'm blaming a lot of these divorces and breakups because of quarantine. And um, I'm not saying, I, I mean, listen, I'm not really, you know, I don't, my thing is not in relationships. Um, so I could be making that up, but that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to blame quarantine. I really think a lot of relationships have been tested. Yeah. And this happens to be one of them. I agree. Or it could be like a Kris Jenner style publicity stunt where, you know, her new season's eventually going to come up and maybe this is a way to get people to watch. Maybe, maybe, but But I don't think, I don't think Kelly would go that route. No, but I also want to say, um, I'm here for her album or I'm sorry, post album about divorce. I think it's going to be amazing. I said that about Adele's album. I'm going to say that about Kelly's. I think it's going to be fire. Oh my God. You know, it'd be awesome if Kelly and Adele get on a track together. What? How has that not happened yet? I know. We should manifest that. I don't know. Well, another thing going on in celebrity news, Tinsley Mortimer has officially left the Real Housewives of New York. Another one. And another one. And another one. And another one. Oh, man. Laura and I were literally talking about her the other night. Laura's speaking so highly of her, this, that, and the other. And then this news drops. And I, you know what? I, I hate to say this, but I really don't care. Stop it. I love Tinsley. No. I love Tinsley. I think she's so cute. I mean, I understand, like, why people don't like her because, I mean, she has this high-pitched voice and blah, 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 blah. But I think she's just, like, a ball full of energy. And, like, she added, like, a fun, like, bubbly spark to the housewives. But it's going to be interesting to see, like, are they going to replace her or, you know, are they just going to leave it be? But obviously she moved out of New York midseason to Chicago to live with her now fiance, Scott, which is a crazy relationship in itself. Yeah. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, she chose love, which I respect. Um, So I'll give that to her. But other than that, okay. Bye. Yeah, she's a hopeless romantic. And that's something I love about Tinsley. Like, she's been through it with, you know, however many men she's dated. But she never gives up on finding her one true love. And I feel like the world needs more romantics like that. Don't give up, people. (laughs) Don't give up on love. Anyway, and last but not least, um, I... I I really have I'm actually really shocked that this happened but um, obviously with everything going on um, Bravo has released the statement in regards to Vanderpump rules that Stassi, Kristen and the new members Max and Brett have all been fired from the show mm-hmm. for um, for being racist yeah they I guess there was some accusations that Kristen and Stassi had did way back when um, that resurfaced. And, uh, you know, again, that's their past. I'm not I'm not making excuses. There's no there is no excuses. But I also feel that, listen, we all have a past and that it's a past for a reason. Um, I think that within time, however many years it takes, months, weeks, whatever, and um, you're growing, you're learning. You know what I mean? I don't think that defines them. Uh, we all make mistakes. Um, and I'm, I mean, listen, I've been on this podcast and I'm a huge Stasi fan. I'm not by any means favoring it at all. Um, you know, it was a poor decision um, it, that she did. I can't speak on any other behalf. But, um, you know, it is what it is. And I get it. It's a business and they have to take action. Um, But what I don't understand, and I'm not sure if I spoke about this with you, Laura, or somebody else, but um, here we go. So what I don't understand is that for those of you who watch the reunion, um, it's a three-part fucking reunion. The next one airs next uh, this week, I should say. Um, the Literally, the first part of it, they had spoken about what Max and Brett had wrote on Twitter. They acknowledged it. They uh, discussed it pretty lengthily, I think. And they, you know, said their piece and apologized and were public about it. It was pretty relevant. This was, I believe it was prior 
to this whole um, protesting stuff that was going on. Yeah, I believe it was the week before. So mm. now that it aired and, you know. What the whole timing? Process, Holy crap. Right. And it aired and they apologized and they, you know, they took accountability for it. And then all these protests um, were happening right after you then go and fire them. It was just, I don't know. I found it to be very bizarre. I didn't, I, I know they're making uh, an example of them mm-hmm. I, and I get it. Like I said, it's a business, but I don't understand that aspect because Andy himself brought it up. He discussed it. So why was it okay to be on your reunion to get ratings, but then you go ahead and fire them? I thought that was really, really fucked up. Yeah. I mean, so I know we're going to get into this in a little, but so when I first read the article about Stassi and Kristen and Faith, the anger that arose in me, first of all, because I'm a huge Stassi fan. I don't really care about Kristen, but like, I really like Stassi. And listen, we all know that she's, she's a bitch and she's a see you next Tuesday. And that's kind of the reason why we love her on Vanderpump Rules, right? Right. But in reading what she did, I got so fucking angry. Like, I can't even tell you the anger. I unfollowed, I know I'm, you know, who am I? But I unfollowed her on social media I think I blocked her, even though she, like, oh my it, it was, like, the most dramatic fucking response because I just felt for Faith because what they did to this woman, this, and I hate it, like, I, I got so, like, it disturbed me, like, on a whole nother level. What they did, yes, it was in the past, but it wasn't that far in the past. It was, like, a couple of years ago or, like, last year. It wasn't. It wasn't like, you know, Max and Brett in 2012 or whenever they did it. Not not excusing their actions. But these are two grown women. And the behavior that that went around this whole situation, it literally disgusted me to my core that I had to go on and block her. And I just felt such a disappointment. Because I honestly thought, because you had met her before and you told me she's like super sweet, super nice. Mm -hmm. And I was just very like, how can somebody appear like, is she really super sweet or super nice? Or is she really? And she went on air about her dark passenger and having this like evil side. But what she what her and Kristen did that's just plain, I don't even know what that is. Like, that's just plain fucking ugly. Like, you're an ugly fucking human who needs years and years of therapy to actually go and do that to a person. And I just, I became enraged. And honestly, I'm happy they're off the show. I hate that, I hate that they're off the show because I love their characters. But I think as humans, I'm actually happy that now they have consequences to their action. Yeah, I get it. It, it. I'll be the first to say it was fucked up. It was fucked up what they did. I'm not I'm not excusing it. You know yeah. what I mean? But I feel as though Andy or whoever, I, you know, I'm just going to I'm going to blame Andy. Yeah. Whoever is behind that decision. Did um, they bring up it, the Stassi Kristen or just Max Brett? No, just the Max and, and Brett. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. And, you know, uh, I just think they're making an example out of them. And this is my shit. OK, so. Again, I've spoken about this here. I'm uh, I'm a huge Stassi fan. She has a podcast. I listen to it religiously. I went to go listen. So last week, I know that she did not do an episode because she was part of the whole being silent thing as Laura and I decided not to be it. So many, many podcasters decided to do that. So, okay, whatever. Respect the decision. Um, keep it moving. So I went on to um, this past this past week um, to listen to it and it's no longer available. Yeah, they the the people that represented her and her podcast have cut her cut ties with her. She no longer has her podcast. And again, I, again, I know that it's a business and we're, we're making examples, but this is my shit. And you know, I might get shit for saying this, but whatever my podcast, I'm going to say what I want. So here's the thing. Okay. I think it's absolutely absurd that we are in 10 fucking seasons of housewives of New York. And this is, I'm sorry, 10 fucking seasons of housewives of, Beverly Hills. And this is the first season that we have a black housewife. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Bullshit. How about New York City? 
not one. Mm-hmm. True. New Jersey, not one. Mm-hmm. True. Why do why are we categorizing that in Atlanta? Well, in Atlanta, so, there was only one white person, which right, was Kim. That, right. So my thing is, is you if you're gonna start making moves, you gotta do it universally. And that leads me to uh, breaking news that happened this week as well. They announced the first male a uh, black male bachelor. Yes. Why you did know, it take so, so f- I didn't even realize that. I don't watch The Bachelor, but it's just like, really? It's that's what I'm saying. It's just I don't I don't I don't un- uh, li- uh, no. I do understand why they're doing this and I, I listen, unfortunately I had to take what went down for changes to be made. But I think it's, like, not okay to be doing that based on what's happening. You know what I'm saying? It almost feels like, I don't want to say it's inauthentic, but it feels feels that way. Where it's just like, okay, now everything is going to be like this. And it's, like, one thing to support, but it's another thing, like, I don't know. I just feel like some of it's, like, very, like, inauthentic. Like, it shouldn't, yes, it should have been done already. And it's like now everything's going to be it. And it's, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know that if that's the right thing, like, you know, obviously they're taking a stand and they're saying, Hey, like we hear you. And like, this is like what we're doing about it. But I feel that a lot of it, this is just like intuitively is just, is being done and I hope this is like wrong. I hope I'm wrong on this. And this is just how I feel like a lot of it might just be to, you know, be part of this movement and to just put stuff out there. And, you know, it's not done in genuine action. Right. And I just, I mean, I just think that we, we obviously have to start somewhere. And yes. that's fine. So this is what, uh, you know what, I'm just going to lead right into the meat of our podcast, which is anger and how we deal with it. And obviously, like I said earlier, the past two uh, episodes, we we went off, you know, a little bit and we tried to recollect ourselves. I'm sorry, collect ourselves. And um, and Laura and I wanted to discuss on here how we handle and deal with anger, you know, but with everything that's transpiring, um, I, for one, you know, I'll admit I get pissed off. I get angry, but it takes a lot for me to get mad. And I can honestly say um, I'm not proud of my past in those re- in that regards. Um I really, um, even me talking about this now, it's going to be a little difficult for me because I'm really not proud of that. Um, growing up and, you know, up until I want to say a good, good couple of years ago, maybe, yeah, maybe more than that. I did not know how to put my anger out there. I didn't, I'm notorious for pushing people away. Um, that's still a work in progress for me in that regards. But when I was much, much younger, I was very, very angry. Um, I had a lot of, you know, pent up anger. I didn't really know how to deal with it. I wasn't really good at communicating how I felt. Um, and now that's why I stand for what I stand for about talking and, and expressing how I feel. It's what I do for a living. I stand behind it 100%. And I feel as though if you can't talk about how you feel, but you're just going to disregard how I feel, then you really don't need to be a part of my life. Because if I want to stand up for something that I believe in and I want to talk about it, it, regardless of how I'm feeling, I think you should acknowledge me for wanting to talk about it and let's move forward. So with everything that's been going on, yeah, I had my stages of being angry. I had my stages of getting upset. Um, and I deal with them in many, many ways. Um, first and foremost, I try really, really hard not to push people away. I really, really do work on that every single fucking day. Um, it's just something that I'm so used to doing since I've been younger that sometimes I do fall short. Um, Laura's I could attest to that. I have <laughs> days where I do push her away and I, it's not because I do it spitefully or, you know, maliciously. It's, a, it's unfortunately, it's a learned behavior that, um, I've been suckered into, um, like kind of like a robot and I'm not proud of that, you know? And, um, so if I'm not, if that, I, you know, before I used to be, like I said, my past, um, not, not great. So now I just, you know, kind of need to take a minute for myself to like regroup and think about stuff. I get super quiet. I just need to be in my head and think through things in Laura's and ours favorite word process it, you Mm -hmm. know? And um, then I kind of collect myself and want to talk. I am a talker. I want to talk about stuff. 
um, now, I should say, because I was not like that at all uh, back in the day. So I do. I do like to talk about things and I just want to be heard. And I think that if you're somebody in my life and for those of you who do know me or getting to know me, especially here on the podcast, um, we all have have something to say. We all have a voice. Um, Mm -hmm. We all have an opinion. And I think that no one should be casterized or minimized or diminished or put down for their opinions or what they believe in. And if you do, you're for that person, then you need to go fuck yourself because that's not what I stand for. And that's not, and that's just part of what we're trying to make now, you know, all these changes are being made and, you know, shame on you for not hearing someone through and shame on you for being so ignorant and one-sided. So yeah. And that's what I'm saying. And, you know, I'll reel it in real quick. And yeah, this, this topic, and I told Laura, it was going to get me off because it pissed me off because I think, again, if you're going to do something like this, it needs to be universal, you know, and I'm not hating on Bravo. I love freaking Bravo, but you guys need to implement other things. And I hope it's a start. And maybe then, you know, maybe I'm talking too soon because maybe there are going to be some changes after all this. But then I think that needs to go um, through the whole like channels. You know what I'm saying? Like we need to be stepping up as a whole. So I hope it works. Yeah, for sure. Um, I agree. I think with so with the Housewives, I think as a franchise, what they did, we look, we all have stereotypes, whether we admit it or we don't like we have them just because, you know, we're all fucking human. It's who we are at the end of the day. And I think what Bravo tried to do with the housewives is literally take the stereotypical demographic of whichever area they were in and really heighten it up. So Jersey, for example, when you think of Jersey, you think of Jersey Shore. When you think of Jersey Shore, you think of Italians. And there you go. And that's why they decided to focus on Italians. So I think that's like what like they were trying to do there. But I think there's so much more that we don't know and we don't see. And that's what I opened my eyes to this week. So when that whole like Stassi Kristen Faith thing came out, I became so in my typical Leo fashion. I realized like this is how anger shows up for me. I initially become so fucking angry that it it literally, I feel it, you know, like in the middle, like where you point to like your core, I can like Mm -hmm. feel it like deep in my body, this like crazy sensation that it disturbs me that I want to, I want to do something about it. And the only thing that I could do sometimes is like go on Instagram, unfollow or block someone. And I want to immediately delete them from my life. I want nothing to do with them. I I become just this crazy, raging, erotic, crazy person. And then a couple of days go by and I start like sitting in my anger and I start thinking about it. And then I start to finally be like, okay, like I'm obviously angry. There's something underneath it, something that's like triggering me. And I also, I go through this like whole process in me because ultimately like what I stand for in life, where I want to get to is a space of like love and compassion. And to be honest, I'm not there yet, especially like with everything that's going on. I would like to say that I've found forgiveness and I feel compassionate and I'm in a space of love and mindfulness for everybody, but I'm not, I'm still like very, I'm processing a lot of emotions. And I think with, anger especially it's important to sort of sit with it and not only sit with it but like dig underneath what's there like what's really there and for me it's always a trigger of like for example this whole Stasi faith um Kristen thing it's like I feel it, it was racist and it was bullying And, you know, it became a big trigger for me because I was bullied when I was younger. So it's almost like there's always something underneath the anger. So I guess what I'm trying to say is whenever if you guys experience any anger, don't just stop there. Like do the work. See what's underneath there. Is it fear? Is it sadness? Is it loneliness? Is it rejection? There's always something underneath. And it might take a long time to actually like really process what's there, but you know, take as much time as you need. And to be honest, I'm not there with any of this yet. And they're still blocked on social media. 
<laughs> and they will <laughs> remain blocked until I find some like compassion and love for them. But it's, it's fucking hard. Like it's so fucking hard. And I'm the same way. I don't like confrontation. I'm not the type of person who will come up to you and, you know, or sometimes actually I will, like if I really get to that point, like, and you take me, not you take me there or I take myself there. Yes. I will get very, I will get combative. Is that a word? I get when I get confrontational, it's not a good space because I just, I see red and I, I'm not rational about it. So that's why I don't like confrontation because I know to where I can get and I don't want to get there with anybody because I don't think anybody deserves that kind of hate that I can spew. And I, and I know that shadow side of myself. I've seen it. I've played it out in life. And I don't like going there. And it's and I guess like it's not so much I don't like confrontation. I don't like who I become when I become confrontational. So that's why when anger does show up, it's very important for me to take a step back, like you said, and just really assess the situation and see what's underneath there. Because that's ultimately what's most important for me. How can I get to a different space? How can I not be combative and reactive about this? And it's fucking hard, but you know what? Everybody deserves that. Even like Stassi and Kristen and whoever is on the other side of it, like everybody deserves compassion, love, and forgiveness at the end of the day, no matter how hard they have fucked you. That's what I believe, at least. Yeah, yeah. I respect and, that. And like for me... So something like came up for me this week where I felt, I don't know, I felt a lot of shame and guilt this week. I don't know if like you felt that, but I felt angry about it. And then I felt that, well, now I can't speak on it and now I can't self-express. But now when you're feeling those things, I feel like those are the times to self-express. And I feel like throughout this whole thing, like, these protests and what's going on, I think it's time for all of us to like find our voices and speak our truth. And I think that's ultimately like what's going to come out of this, you know, to not be reactive, to not be confrontational or combative, but to actually come from a calm, peaceful state and have a conversation about what it is that's really going on. Yeah, no, I I did feel it because I sensed it and then we talked about it, how you were coming off. And um, I was like, no, we're going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you just got to process yeah, totally it. Yeah, totally got to process it. But I feel like what Essie said, communication is everything. And also communication with an open mind. Because sometimes I go into communication, I already go into it not wanting to hear what that other person has to say. I just want to show up, say my shit, and that's it. Like, you get me or you don't, and then I leave. But that's not real conversation. That's not communication. Communication is two-sided. Where I show up, I say what I have to say, and then I become a listener. And then you say what you have to say. And I hope we get to a space with each other where... Even if we have disagreeing viewpoints, we can agree to disagree and still, at the end of the day, have respect for each other and move on. And that's kind of where I want to get. Because I'm not going to lie, I, I show up to conversations sometimes where I don't even want to hear what the other person's saying. Oh, well, yeah, I think we're all yeah, good at that. But I feel like the world is shifting, at least I hope, this is what I pray for that we're shifting in the way we communicate and listen to each other and know that all of our voices are important. And we all have, we all should have a say in everything, but we also all should have a listen to what other people are saying and not just shut them down immediately. Absolutely. Yes. I love it. Total. I feel like my mouth is dry. (laughs) Uh, No, it was a nice therapy session. I love it. Um, and I actually, before we finish this episode, I came across this neurologist and psychiatrist. I don't know if you ever heard of him, Victor Frankel. 
So he's from oh. Austria, and he had, obviously, he did these amazing studies, but this one quote stood out to me, and I thought I would bring it to the Lunchbox Chats tonight. And it basically says, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. And in our response lies our growth and our freedom. And going even further, there's been studies done that between stimulus, by the time something happens to us, and by the time we react, there's actually a 0.025 second of time where if we can just pause just really quickly before we react to something, we can choose how we want to go about that situation. So in this upcoming week, let's just be mindful about how we choose to deal with our emotions, especially our anger, and see if we can come from a space of like pause and choice versus just reaction. Yeah, that's that would be a little difficult because I know once we get like super heated, we just react. But yeah, I mean, if we're mindful of it and try, keyword there, try to do it. Then yeah, we're and look, even if you do get heated and you react, you know, it's fine. That's fucking human nature. But at some point, you know, you need to look at your actions too and be like, was I cool with that? Was I right for that? Maybe I can go about it a little different. Maybe I need to have a conversation with the person. Listen, we're all human. We're all going to react the way we, we react. But it's just about, you know, where what space are we coming from when we do it? I agree. I agree. Um, Laura, tell everybody what you're grateful for. Oh, my gosh. What am I grateful for? So I went to Costco this week, and I bought these almond keto bites. And they're these, like, cute little baby cookies that just taste like little lumps of heaven. And I highly recommend it. I've been, like, nibbling on them all week, and they're actually, like, semi-healthy. So if you have a sweet tooth, go to Costco, get yourself some almond keto bites, you're welcome. <laughs> Not sponsored. <laughs> Not sponsored. Um, I'm grateful Aww. for my dad. So um, my dad had recently been into a car accident. Um, thank you, God, he made it out alive. Um, he was really, really lucky. And um, unfortunately, he's had some complications since the accident, um, but he is a fighter. He's a true Pellegrino um, fighting every step of the way. And, you know, I couldn't be more proud of him and how he's um, really overcome each and every obstacle that he's had since this, this accident. Um, you know, at times it's been overwhelming and sometimes it's just been, I'll be honest with you, annoying because... I never realized how um, much he cannot tolerate pain up until this. And, um, you know, I know as much as I was complaining, and you know, I'm not going to lie, still complaining that sometimes it could be a little annoying. But I I must say, um, with everything going on, and, you know, guys, COVID is still very, very real. So, unfortunately... When he's been in and out of the hospital, you know, my family has not been able to be by his side. You know, the only form of communication is literally his cell phone or us talking to the doctors and the nurses on the phone. Um, It's really, really sad. Um, It's still it's still happening, you know, and I, I my heart goes out to everybody who's been affected by this. Um, where you you cannot be with your loved ones it, you physically cannot be there um, and you don't know that pain and you don't know that emptiness until it's like affecting you um, personally so I just I'm I'm so beyond proud of how he's been um, how he I'm sorry how he's overcome all this um, he's still fighting through it and um, you know I don't give him the enough credit or I tell him as much as I should how much I do love him. But I, I'm really, really grateful for him because we are all so very yeah, lucky. Speedy recovery to your dad. He's like such a trooper through all Thank of this. It's, it's a lot for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Aww, I love how you're thankful for yeah. your dad and I'm thankful for cookies. Like perspective. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, it's okay. How many times have you said like amazing things? I'm like... 
I know, but seriously, I really, I hope your dad gets better soon. And I think he will. I think it's like, hopefully like he's over that hump and let him drink his water. He needs to hydrate. Yeah. SC, tell our chatters where they can find us. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasting, Radio Public, Breaker, Overcast. Head on over to our Instagram page at Lunchbox Chats, as well as our Facebook page, The Lunchbox Chats. And if you get a second, please go to iTunes and rate us as we are your favorite <laughs> podcast to listen to through all this. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening. Bye. And until next week, everybody.